What's up, guys? Andrew Cooper here. Coops, fantasy football fiasco. The last one before the NFL playoffs. And I'll tell you what, all year long, we've been doing the FFPC contest. We've been sponsored by FFPC. So why not bring in FFPC's very own Eric Bachman, my boy here. Eric, how you doing, bro? I'm excited to uh, to chop it up with you here, talking about the NFL playoffs. It's going to be, you know, we got two home dogs this weekend, which is always a fun way to kick off Super Wild Card Weekend. And, you know, we're, we have two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. There's people who don't like that format. I kind of enjoy it, the fact that we get NFL football, playoff football, on three consecutive days. Yeah, you know who the people that don't like it? It's the DFS guys. Right. The DFS guys, yeah. they don't like it because they don't like playing. I, I've noticed the DFS guys hate playing the elongated slates. Like they hate the Thursday to Monday slate. They want like one main slate, one and done. So they don't like this whole two games one day, another day. Us, though, we don't care because the FFPC, uh, you know, the weekly and, of course, the, the, the big one, the playoff challenge, you know, you use all the teams, you use all the games. And today, for those that don't know, we are giving away a $200 FFPC entry to the playoff challenge. It's exclusive to Fantasy Alarm members. So if you're a Fantasy Alarm member, like I know Jack Sensen is, like I know Angelo is hanging out in the chat, like I definitely know and Dunn is and has been for a long time, go to fantasyalarm.com slash my uh, slash FFPC. And literally all you do is put in your username. And, sorry, not even username. You put in your name and the email address that you sign up for Fantasy Alarm with, and you're in. And by the end of the show, we're going to randomize that, pull a name, give you an entry. That particular contest, the top prize, half a million big ones, Eric, right? It's it's uh, it's gotten bigger every single year. Um, we, I, I said last week, I was talking to Howard Bender, actually, and I said, you know, we still haven't had week 18 yet, and we have more than 10% of each of these contests filled, which is not normal. I, I just checked it today. We are just now, actually. We're at like two-thirds full for the $200 playoff challenger. You can win $500,000, and then the $35 one is almost 80% full, I think. And remember, like th- this is like when everybody signs up. This is when everybody right. is getting their their um, their lineup set. And I think a lot of people, too – and Coop, you probably know this from the weekly challenge stuff. Um, people will submit a lineup. Players will submit lineups, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I could see this one winning," but just in case it doesn't, I'm going to do another one or another. You know, and then exactly. it's like it, it kind of snowballs a little bit. And then um, I was talking to the guys um, who won last year, Judd Rosengarten, Phil Orban, who won the five hundred thousand dollars last year, and they uh, there's a consortium that they have together. They're all college roommates from the University of Maryland. Well, not anymore, but they were back in the day. Um, there's four of them, and they get together. They buy multiple uh, lineups, and then they have like a three-hour Zoom call Thursday night, which happened last night, and they get together. They try to explore every single angle to figure out where the edge is, and hopefully in the next, you know, whatever it is, 55 minutes, we'll explore some angles exactly. and edges that people can get to as well. Yeah, that's a lot of fun, man. I got to do something like that. I mean, I I kind of – I do my own, but it would be fun to have like – I mean, I, I've already drafted a couple. I did one with Howard uh, and the Fantasy Alarm guys. I did one with the player profiler guys, Theo. Uh, but And we're going to do one today. But it would be cool to do something like that. So maybe I'll do that moving forward. For those that don't know, the FFPC Playoff Challenge works like this. You have kind of carte blanche to some degree, unlike the other platforms where, like, you know, you're constricted by salaries, you have a draft. In this one, you can use 
virtually any player you want with one caveat. You can only pick one player from each team. So no stacking here. If you use Patrick Mahomes, you cannot use Travis Kelsey, which I like. You know what I mean? Because sometimes with the stacking stuff, you you get blown out too early. Or if you don't have the exact right chalk, you get smoked. I don't like that. So I love this. Uh, The way it works is this. Here's a quick description for everybody. And then what we're going to do, I'll give you guys a description. Eric will give you some tips because he's on the inside. And then we'll look at all the matchups, right? We'll pull all the players we think are viable. We'll make a lineup. And then we'll give away a $200 lineup, uh, a $200 entry. So uh, here's a quick rundown of what, how it works. For anything else, you can just assume it goes the way your normal league does. You know, 10 yards a point, 25-yard passing is a point. Uh, the differences are this. You start a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, and four flexes. So big lineup time. Kicker and defense on top of that. Uh, it's four-point passing for passing touchdowns, six point for rushing. So that's a little different than some leagues. It's full PPR and tight end premium. So full PPR for running backs, wide receivers, if quarterback catches a pass, that's for one, one catch. For tight ends, it's 1.5, right? And then the other caveat that I find matters, you know, obviously you got to check out the, the, the defense and whatever, but uh, turnovers are only minus one. So your boy Josh Allen, if he's hurtling and fumbling and he's, doing those arm punts he likes to do, that's only minus one point. So, uh, Eric, did I get everything on that? Did I miss anything as format? No, you, you you hit all the major the major stuff. I, I think, like, anybody who's played in the FFPC is used to the scoring, they're used to the lineup. The, the biggest thing is instead of two flexes, which is normally what you get, you get four flexes, which is, like, think about how crazy that could be. Six wide receivers, five tight ends, six running backs. If you re- if you really wanted to get nasty, so I think that's that's the, that's the biggest thing is and and um and you t- hit on this as well, and I think this is what makes it so um, compelling and it's it's easy to fill out multiple lineups is you don't have to mess around with it once the playoffs start. Like once the playoffs start, you just kick up your feet and you watch the games and you watch the points pile up on your teams. I'll tell you what, those one and done leagues, man, you got to be on top of it because, you know, you, you set your lineup week one. So many of these, and honestly, so many of the one and dones, people will just stop doing it after one week, right? Which I think right. is a mistake. And I'll tell you what, last year going through, you know, going through the data, there are people that reserve spots, believe it or not, people that reserve spots in this $300 or $200 and they don't even set a lineup. I noticed a bunch of those at the bottom of the scoring. We, so we we always like that. And we'll do that too. Like when it gets close to kickoff for that Saturday game, we'll run a report to see who hasn't filled out a lineup and we'll do our best to email as many of those people as possible. Like, Hey, you bought the team, put the lineup in, you know, and and it it happens, you know? Yeah. So that's our first tip. Our first uh, insider tip, fill out your lineup. If you, if you have bought a team, fill out your lineup, you already kind of alluded to one tip earlier, which is that these do fill up. They will fill up and they fill up today and tomorrow is you look at it and you're like, Oh yeah, I'll get in at some point. No, 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 no. Because the people that come in, like me today, I bought in the I bought ten teams today, mm-hmm. right? So there's going to be people coming in and saying, you know what, I'm getting in and I'm I'm locking it down, and those spots go real quick. So be very careful with that. Uh, other tips that we have, uh, I mean, as far as positions go, quarterbacks really important, right, Eric? Well, and, and, and forgive me if you didn't mention this or if you already mentioned this. Super Bowl, you get double points. Oh, I any- didn't mention that. That's okay. a huge so, caveat. So- so here's the thing, like, and and this will be tip number one, and maybe this is obvious, maybe it's not. Um, when you are submitting a lineup for this FFPC playoff challenge, the best thing you can do for yourself 
is to fill out your playoff bracket. Fill out the bracket of how you think the games are going to go, or at least how the games are going to go for this specific lineup, and then build your lineup after that because it is so crucial to have two players left for that final game of the season. Um, you want, I mean, it, it can be done with only one player in the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's ever been done, but so maybe it can't be done. I don't know. I, I, I was looking have, at it. I was looking at it last year, Eric, and yeah. not only is it very difficult to do it, but if you go and look at last year, the top. I, I was scrolling through, and I think I got through in the $200 contest, which is even, mm-hmm. you know, the, the $300 one is even bigger. I got through about 200 teams that had both Kelsey and and Jalen Hurts, and no one that had any, even, even just different players on right. those teams finished in the top 200. Like, if you had Mahomes and A.J. Brown, then nobody finished inside the top 1,000. So it's not only that you need the Super Bowl teams, but you probably need the right ones. Again, that was last year. Though. Last year it was a little different than, than past years because Jalen Hurts did so well in the Super Bowl that it really skewed it in favor of that. Whereas you know, a couple of years ago, Josh Allen, for instance, was the, the number one quarterback. He, didn't, he not only didn't even make it to the Super Bowl, he didn't even make it to the AFC Championship, right? He scored like right. nine touchdowns first two weeks. So it's not the end of the world, but – Having superstars in the Super Bowl is going to be humongous for you. You know, I remember back in the the Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl, um, and there was a gentleman, the guy who ended up winning it, um, he was in – I think he kind of came out of nowhere. I think he was in like the top 30 or something or maybe top 40, but he was the only guy that had the Seahawks defense, and that was the year that – Peyton Manning just absolutely got destroyed by that Seahawks defense, and he vaulted all the way up to winning the whole thing. Now, back then, it was only a $200,000 grand prize. Now it's $500,000, so it's even more important to get these players right in the Super Bowl. So I think that's the, that's where you start, right? I mean, you you fill out your bracket, and you you pick the, what you think is going to be the right players uh, in this in in the for the Super Bowl competitors. For Baltimore, is it Lamar Jackson? Is it somebody else? Does somebody else have a big game in the Super Bowl if Baltimore even gets there? You can make the same case with San Francisco or Dallas or Buffalo or anything like that. But that's that's the probably the – I don't know if it's the biggest piece of the puzzle, but it's certainly one of the first pieces of the puzzle you want to put down. Exactly. Like, And you don't have to pick it exactly right as long as you have mega stars on the teams you think go deep. That's mm-hmm. that's the way I'm playing it this year is I'm going pretty chalky with the teams that I think could go, right? So, I mean, you look at the odds and the team, there's four teams that are under 1,000 odds uh, with Vegas. There's you know the Ravens, there's the 49ers, there's the Cowboys, and then there's the Bills, right? So it's like you can, for instance, two years ago, the Josh Allen team that won, Cooper Cup went crazy in the Super Bowl. You didn't have to have Matthew Stafford. You didn't have to have Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl if you had guys like Chase and Cup. So mm-hmm. I, that's the way I'm playing it. Now, the other caveat to that that I want to mention before we start getting into these games is mm-hmm. let's say you're going to make one lineup and your quarterback is going to be Josh Allen. Well, you need Josh Allen to go deep. At other mm-hmm. positions, you can have singular great games from your flexes and they can lose. So if you have an RB that goes off, or if you have a guy like TJ Hawkinson last year that had 10 catches for 129, in, which in tight end premium is 15 catches for 129, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if you have Josh Allen, you need him to win at least one game. So if so facto, you don't want to have you don't want to load up on Steelers. You don't want to have a Steeler mm-hmm. important Steeler. You might not want to have Steelers at all, or you want to go with Steelers kickers or 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 uh, defense because that those players are are going to get eliminated. Or if because if Josh Allen loses, then you lose, right? 
Yeah. And I, and I think that's, that's, that's the thing you have to understand is if you go out on a limb with um, a certain player, you want to make sure that the rest of your bracket of players is, is matching up. So if, if you think the bills are going far and maybe you think the Ravens get upset and I, I, and I'll bring this up again. Um, the guys who won it last year, we talked about, you know, potentially what do you do with the Ravens? And, and, and they said like, look, you know, if the Ravens end up, um, you know, bowing out in the first round, Justin Tucker is actually a really good play because that probably means the Ravens are losing. Lamar Jackson probably had a bad game. Zay Flowers probably had a bad game. Um, and Tucker might be the guy there. So I think like as crazy as that sounds to take the kicker from the number one seed or the team that, you know, has the best shot of getting to the Super Bowl, that sounds nuts, but we're, we're living in a, in a, in a new world right now and right. a new NFL. And certainly, and this guy is one of the best kickers of all time. He's not some schlub. So I think that there's something to be said for that. Um, but uh, not to mention, not to mention if, if the, if the, if the games go, if the favorites win this week, if all the favorites mm-hmm. win this weekend, the Ravens are playing a divisional matchup against the Browns. Like mm-hmm. that's no, that's no, that's not a cakewalk. So something to keep in mind for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, let's start getting into these. What we're going to do here is we're going to go through each matchup, talk about it a little bit. Again, we already got people mentioned in the chat, Bill Steelers snow. Uh, it's going to be cold for the, uh, you know, very cold. In fact, the horse historically cold, they're saying, for the Chiefs and Dolphins game. So we'll talk about all that. What we're going to do is I'm uh, Eric's going to go through and mention some players he likes. I'm going to make a list, and then we'll pull up an actual FFPC lineup, and I'll say, hey, you know what? Now it's time to decide. You mentioned this guy and this guy from the Browns. Mm-hmm. Who do we like? This guy and this guy. So, hey, let's get in the first one. First game on the slate, 4.30 p.m. Saturday. So tomorrow, baby, Browns at Texans. Two-and-a-half point spread, 44-and-a-half over under. Uh, on the Browns side, uh, I mean, pro- we're, we're, if we're making just one lineup, we're not going Flacco, right? No. Uh, I mean, if if you're going one lineup, I think you are better off picking one of the top four teams Um uh, as and choosing their quarterback. So if you're doing multiple lineups, yeah, Flacco would make some sense, but not not with one lineup. Like I'm not that no, no, strong, no. Coop. I am a weak no, man. No, 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 we're not doing good. it. We're not with one. We're gonna pretend like you and I don't have a bunch of lineups, which we do, and we're gonna do it. We're gonna play it straight here. Uh, but guys that that we do potentially like, I mean, uh, we're looking for in this case, right? Let's assume that we think the Raven, this team, the team that wins plays the Ravens. We want guys that can not only have one or two great games, but but have massive individual game upside. So we probably don't want to start like a Kareem Hunt, a guy like David Njoku in this format, right? Tight end premium or a guy like Amar Cooper. Is there anybody else out of those guys from the Browns uh, that, that, that piques your interest? You want to be unique to some degree, number one, right. because unique lineups have won in the past because, you know, it's very difficult to predict the exact right lineup because football is so strange. The other thing is that if, if Eric and I have two different lineups, two different entries that are the same and we win, we both have the, the number one lineup. That's $250,000 a piece in the $200 contest. If for, we for have what our it's own worth, line. For, for what it's worth, Coop, I'll just put this out there right now. Because I'm an employee of the FFPC, I am not playing in this competition, yes, but I'm yes, more yes. than happy to discuss and put together a lineup this that one of the viewers could – could enter in, but I will have no part of, of yeah. this uh, is my lineup. Exactly. This is my yeah. lineup. Yes. Exactly. Yes. You're just, you're just consulting on players that you right. like, yes. which, you know, exactly. of course. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so is there anybody, I think I really, to me, it's just Amari Cooper and David Joker for this particular contest. 
The only way I think you would involve anybody else is if you think the Texans move on. And if you think the Texans move on, you can make a case for uh, Riley Patterson or that Browns defense, which has been really, really good all season. Um, but I think if we're looking for explosive upside here, it comes down to Cooper and Njoku. And I think this is this is an interesting um, comparison because Njoku's really been coming on. You have the tight end premium scoring, but then at the same time, Look what Amari Cooper did to this Texan secondary a few weeks ago. Like, just absolutely right. destroyed it, right? Crushed. So uh, I, I don't know if all of a sudden that gets fixed. I also don't know if Amari Cooper's heel all of a sudden gets fixed, which he's dealing with right now. I have been – I'll put it this way, and I'll leave this up to you. I have always been leaning towards Njoku for my Cleveland Browns representative. People smarter than me, people who have done very, very well in this competition before, have been saying Amari Cooper. I think it comes down to one of those two um, uh, uh, players for Cleveland. Um, my gut says Minjoku, but my brain would tell you Amari Cooper. This is one of the toughest years for this contest. I've been doing it for years, and to be honest, because the problem is the way some of these teams operate is different than years past. Where, like, you look at the 49ers and Dolphins, they are consolidated because they have a fullback, right? But that means there are multiple stars. Like in some years, each team has one star, and it was easy. Like last year, for instance, I went through my lineups and I just plugged in Jamar Chase, and then I plugged in Justin Jefferson. Right? It was kind of it felt easy in that sense. But this year, not so much. Uh, on the Texan side, uh, who you feeling if you're going to pull a Texan here? No. So the Texans would have been a tougher team had Tank Dell still been hanging around. No Tank Dell probably makes it a little easier. Uh, what, are, what are you thinking as viable options? So for the Browns, I, I pulled out Cooper and Joku, Browns D, Browns kick. Um, yes. I Okay. So I think you could make a case if you wanted to go super contrarian. Like let's say you're filling out um, double digits or something like that and you wanted to get crazy. I think you could throw Noah Brown into this mix. I probably won't right. do that. And isn't he banged up right now? I feel like he's he is, dealing with something. Okay. He is a little bit, but he 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 has had multiple blow up games. Or I mean, he had back to back two games back to back where he totaled over three hundred yards. So this guy obviously capable of blow up games in the right conditions. But yeah, if you're doing one lineup, I don't know if you go there. I I like Fairbairn here. I think that he would make some sense. I could see a lot of Texans drives. Um, getting stonewalled when you get closer to the twenty, and Fairbairn could have a big game. Um. When we apply the same logic that we were talking with Cleveland, explosive players having big games, and who does that sound like to you? Does that sound like Nico Collins, or does that sound like Devin Singletary? Right, to me, like, like, like okay, so, so, like, I know Singletary has been – he's taken over the backfield, and he's catching passes, which is great, which is what we love. But, I mean, like, let's just say we think the Browns win this game. If they win this game – it could be a case where Nico Collins is trying to, and Stroud are hooking up in the second half, trying to make some plays and come back at the end. And Nico Collins, I mean, even in the victories this season, eight for 120 and two touchdowns, you know, like he has been such a, a, a fine for fantasy players this year. Um, if we apply the logic of explosive players here, um, that, that's what we want in our lineup. To me, Nico Collins is a lot more exciting with a much higher ceiling than Devin Singletary. Bingo. And honestly, and, 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 and just, just real quick, if the Texans are one and done, like then that's all that matters, right? That you pick the right Texan. And Collins to me would, for sure, it wouldn't be Stroud, would not be the right player here if they're one and done. Right. Collins could be that guy. That's a great feeling too. When you do pick that guy, he goes off and then off in the distance, you know, you did the right thing. And yep. the other thing is that even if they're not one and done, it, it's, 
just picking the right guy over Singletary or whoever else is what matters. Last year, the uh, the uh, perfect lineup did not have Stephon Diggs in it or Josh Allen or the running back. It was actually Gabe Davis because in week one of the playoffs, he came out and had 100-plus yards and a touchdown, and then week two, nobody did anything. So right. technically, he scored more points than anybody else and, and was a slight edge. So, you know, I don't mind Nico Collins there. Dalton Schultz. I know I'm a big tight end guy, but it's just the Browns are one of the toughest matchups for tight ends. I'm not going to go Schultz with a single lineup, but I did mix him into one lineup out of 10. So I, that's, I mean, he's a, a 10 percenter for me. All right. Now, there's two games on Saturday. Next one, 8, 10 p.m. Dolphins Chiefs. Supposed to be insanely, insanely cold, but still 43 and a half point over under four and a half point spread in favor of the Chiefs. So they're not turning around and saying, OK, this game is going to be I mean, the Patriots. Jets game at a 30 point over under last week. This one's 43 and a half. So they're still saying it's going to be a football game, just maybe mm-hmm. not the explosive game you might see if it were in Miami. Uh, so on the Miami side in the cold, are we letting that phase us? Or are we just going with the chalky megastar and Tyreek Hill? Well, okay. So let to me, Miami is a team built on speed. I don't know if there's any correlation between speed and cold. Um, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. They've just never mixed well with me before. Like, I just, I don't trust speed with the cold weather. Um, so what we need to do here, I think there's a, a big four. Can we eliminate Tonga Vailoa? Are you comfortable yeah, eliminating um, him? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Now, you have Hill and Achan as possibilities here. Are we saying no to Mostert because we simply just don't know how healthy he is? Yeah, that's the problem is the knee. And honestly, in... Uh, like a one and done format, I really like using uh, HN this week because, you know, if the Dolphins lose and use HN, then good, whatever. If the Dolphins win and use HN, you still have most of your back pocket. In this, we need to pick one guy all the way through and just the possibility that, you know, this is an HN week. And then, I mean, I do have some HN lineups. I just worry that, like, what happens if Mostert is fine? And now all of a sudden we just yeah. pick the wrong running back. I personally think it's a chan or Tyreek Hill because we want explosive upside. I'm down to go either way with this lineup. Well, I okay, so this is this is the Saturday night game. We will not have inactives um by the time lineups lock on this, which is okay. Like we, we're everybody's dealing with the same thing here. Um to me, there's only one guy that's not beat up on this team. Like Hill's dealing with stuff. Mostert has been dealing with stuff. Waddle's been, um, but he, he's been hurt. He's it's got missing like ten people. injuries. Waddle has like fifteen yeah. different injuries. Yeah, it, it, it's insane. The only healthy guy and the guy that I, I think that um, if you were to say, well, who who's for sure going to have a significant role in this game? It's going to be Devon Achan. Yeah, um, and and it you know any of those other three guys could go off, but. We're dealing with limited information here. I, I want to get uh, this is twofold here. Number one, I want to get somebody who I know will be involved in, in in trying to not only move the ball down the field but score the ball when you get closer to the goal line. And two, um, I always think running back is kind of a tricky position to fill in any time in this contest. So anytime you can fill it, fulfill it with a, a good candidate, um, you take advantage of that. And I think Achan would would probably be my pick here for for the Dolphins. I love it. I love it. All right. So on the KC side, Justin in the chat saying go Pacheco and Achan. So we're in on Achan. Uh, the options to me, there's essentially four, obviously. Uh, if we're going to make just one lineup, it's Mahomes, it's uh, Kelsey, it's Rashi Rice, or it's Pacheco. So those are the guys that are on the table. Is there anybody that that you lean towards right off the rip? 
Well, Kelsey and Mahomes have been – it always used to be Kelsey or Mahomes, right, in this contest right. every single year. Who is your chief going to be? Is it going to be Mahomes or is it going to be Kelsey? And now entering the fray is a guy that Mahomes has been much more successful throwing the ball to over the last month of the season plus in Rasheed Rice, more so than Travis Kelsey. So I think um, Rice is very interesting to me here. Pacheco I like um, because of the weather – because right. of how the Chiefs have been winning this year, it's been—it's not been with with Mahomes' arm. It's been running the ball and it's been defense. Um, and I think Pacheco is interesting. And now the other thing that Justin points out here, as far as running backs go, Pacheco and Achan, and, and a lot of people would say, well, you can't do that. They're playing each other in the first round. You you you, you don't want to have two running. Well, four flexes. I think you can afford to get away with right. having two running backs playing each other in the first round. The other thing too that's so important with this Chiefs Dolphins game. Would not surprise me at all if the winner of this game ends up playing in the AFC Championship game or potentially the Super Bowl, too. So that's right. not the worst idea in the world to have a guy like Pacheco or a guy like HM. Now, getting back to this, um, I I don't know if I want to do Mahomes just because um it's it's not Patrick Mahomes capital letters. Capital it's not it's not Mahomes. the format for him either, right? right? Like this format right. skews away from guy that you know doesn't get a bunch of rushing touchdowns is is conservative enough with the football like to to for him to win he would need to do what tom brady did which is play for all four games including the super bowl throw two or more touchdowns in every game and he also mixed in a rushing touchdown with a qb sneak so like brady had to come out and score 11 touchdowns as a non-mobile quarterback in this format and it's just you know you you to pick Mahomes, you have to say that i think the chiefs go to the super bowl you have right. to, exactly. you know what I mean? He has to go and they probably have to win because, you know, last year Mahomes threw three touchdowns in the Super Bowl. And, but because Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns in the Super Bowl, the top Mahomes team finished outside the top 1,000. They finished outside the money. So, you know, Mahomes did go to the Super Bowl last year and he threw three touchdowns in the Super Bowl and you didn't win any money if you had him. So it is, again, <laughs> I put him in. I know it sounds crazy, right? It's a crazy contest. So if you, I say that he's a again a ten percenter. If you're going to make ten teams, I, again, I have ten teams. I'll take. I'll give you the breakdown right now. My quarterbacks. I have ten teams. I have five Josh Allen's, three Lamar Jacksons, a Mahomes, and a Jalen Hurts. Those are my those are my ten for that group. And then I have a couple. Those are my two hundred dollar teams. So uh, I take this pretty seriously. Uh, and I, I know there's people out there that do 25, 200 dollars teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's there's people that go crazy. So, but uh, we're getting in on it. We've been doing FFPC all year, so that's where we're at. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. So we'll, we'll cross Mahomes out, and we'll leave it at Kelsey Rice Pacheco again. We want to leave our options open until we get to the build. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, just real quick. Um, how how does the Dolphins, in your opinion, how does the battered Dolphins defense? factor into picking a chief here if we're gonna just let, let's just look at it from a one game scenario how much does that play into this is that better for pacheco is it better for kelsey over the middle or is it is it better for rice on the perimeter like i think you could well i'll let you answer well, this. i'll I, tell you i'll it. tell you what the thing is typically the dolphins have not been good against the tight end but earlier this year even while kelsey was playing well in the middle of all that, like very, very, so Kelsey against the Chargers earlier this year in October 22nd, I believe it was 12 catches for 179 and a touchdown. And within a week or two of that, 
he went up against this Dolphins team and had three catches for four, for 14 yards. In fact, Noah Gray scored more fantasy points in that matchup than Kelsey did. Oddly yeah. enough, yeah, three catches for 34. So, I, you know what? Like, I have a lot of Kelsey lineups. I believe in Kelsey, but if we're making one lineup here, I could. I there's other options, man. There's other options at tight end. And to your point with the the running backs against each other, uh, you're talking about. You know, we might not want to do that. Got to keep in mind, folks. You're picking 12 players. There's 14 teams. Six teams are going to get eliminated this weekend, right? So two of those teams, you're not going to have any players on. You're hoping those teams lose. But four of your players are going to get eliminated. So we're hoping that's our kicker in defense, but we're going to lose two flexes no matter what. So if we start two running backs in this game and both running backs go off, one of those teams, one of those running backs gets hurt, goes off in the sunset, that's great for us, especially if it's Pacheco that we play and all the Mahomes teams are out. All the Kelsey teams are probably in trouble, right? If Pacheco has a big game, you know, that's it. So, uh, but anyway, we got to get through these so that we can draft, put together a team and uh, and also give away a $200 entry. Reminder, Fantasy Alarm members, go to fantasyalarm.com slash FAFP, sorry, uh, FFPC and put in your name and the, and the email address you use for your Fantasy Alarm membership and you get a free entry to get a $200 uh, buy-in. We're going to give it away at the end of the show. And I mean, that's the easiest sign of possible. And it's something that we're just giving back to Fantasy Alarm members. You're already a member. All you do is put in your name and email address. We're giving one away. So stay tuned. That's going to be at the end here. Uh, next matchup here on the list, we have the Steelers and Bills. This one has the lowest over-under of the week, 34 and a half. And the Bills are favored by 9.5 or 10, depending where you look. Uh, I know it says 4.5 on the screen there. Uh, that's not what I'm saying, but uh, may. That, uh, that's that's if you tease it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sean. Let me know though if, if Sean maybe maybe our producer Sean the Prince uh, Prince Angle has updated information compared to what I have. Let me know if you're seeing that as the new line here. But I'm seeing 34 and a half, uh, nine or nine and a half or ten point favorites for the Bills uh, on the Steelers side. This is one where we're basically deciding: do we start no Steelers at all, or do we sneak somebody in there? What's your what's your gut say on that one, Eric? I mean, I, I've, I've heard the, the, you know, you always say uh, you, you want to tell a story to yourself about how, how you can um, justify having a certain player from a certain team. And just, I have not heard the story yet that entices me um, about putting a significant stealer in here. Uh, you're talking about bad weather. Um, wind too, right? It's not just um, accumulation of, of snow. snow. They're saying snow, yeah. They're saying snow and crazy wind. They're saying yeah. gusts, gusts upwards of sixty miles an hour, which is just okay. insanity. So, so to me, that eliminates Johnson and Pickens at that point. Fryermuth is like dead to me at this point. So he was, yeah. They don't. He doesn't like him, dude. The yards uh, per attempt for Mason Rudolph is much higher than it was for Kenny Pickett. He pushes the ball down the field, which has been working for them, but just bad news for the move. You know. I think the. Only two skill guys you can make a case for are Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. And because these guys have gone back and forth on um can you know they, they cannibalized each other pretty much all season. For first, you know, Harris was the lead, then Warren, then then Harris, you know. So to me, like I don't have a good feel of what they're going to be doing on the field against the Bills defense that, you know, quite frankly, has not been quite the same since Matt right. Milano went down with that injury. So I think there's there's a possibility that one of one of those guys, one of those guys could have a big game. I don't know who it's going to be. Um, I can't in good conscience say, hey, Chris Boswell, 
60 mile an hour wins. Let's play him. Um, it, this no, week. I no, can't no, no, do that. No, no. The only one that seems somewhat compelling, and I know they're missing TJ Watt is the Steelers defense. Not so yeah. much because of what Highsmith and those guys can do, but because of the elements and because of the situation, this could be a low scoring game and the Steelers might end up putting up a decent uh, fantasy score here. So um, we can either fade them or we could play the defense. I can't, I can't really, I I'll can't tell really you, own anything else. Not to mention Josh Allen is good for a big mistake every week. Josh right. Allen yeah. plays, plays Josh Allen plays football. Like there's nothing going on inside of his head and it's the most dangerous thing for both teams, right? Because he's willing to do the craziest stuff that works out. He's also willing to throw bad interceptions, hurdle guys, you know, put himself in danger, put himself in danger of fumbling. And again, that's fine for picking Josh Allen because it's a, you know, it's only one point, uh, you know, it's a, it's only negative one point for turnovers in this format. But on the other side, I don't mind the Steelers D, so we'll keep it that way. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and, and mark this down. Hard, either the hard fade Steelers, as Anthony says, or we'll use the DST. I don't think we need to go right. elsewhere on this, especially because it's such a low over under. We only expect expect them to play this one game and be toast. We don't need to get that con- that that. We don't need to go that far against the grain. Yeah, Jackson in the chat saying fade the Steelers as well. So, uh, yeah, we might go DST. We'll see. On the Bills side, though, there's a decision to be made here. Again, another team where there's four viable options in a format like this. Obviously, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs is a guy that you know in the past. He's as of late he hasn't been used the way we we would like, but in the past he's been good. James Cook is on the table, and because it's tight end premium. All of a sudden, Dalton Kincaid's on the table. So uh, what, what are you thinking here? I mean, again, to me, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts right away. Kincaid is uh, – if I'm making 10 lineups, I'm definitely having Kincaid. And I'm, he's not a 10 percenter to me. He's a guy that if we're going to have mostly chalk in our lineup here and one or two kind of, oh, well, what if we did this? He's kind of in that what if we did this territory for me. All right. So I, I totally agree with you on Kincaid. Um, in fact, I might actually even like him a little bit more than you. Um, maybe, I don't know maybe, if that's possible. Maybe been, not a ton. Yeah, I've I been know. driving the Kincaid wagon all season, but um, I'll tell you, I, I do like Kincaid. I do have multiple lineups with Kincaid. Okay, all right. So maybe I like him. We're in the same ballpark. Equally, yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're there. Cook is interesting because I've never really trusted the Bills' ground game in the playoffs before until this year, and now I actually think that. Um, they, they would utilize it a little bit more than they had. It's weird because if you asked me at the start of the season, um, who, who do you like better in the playoff challenge on the Bills, Stephon Diggs or James Cook? I would have said Diggs, no question. And I, it's a 180 right now. I trust James Cook a lot more than I trust Stephon Diggs. Diggs is a fade for me uh, in this competition. He's a guy that I, I think, and I know Gabe Davis is out, which this at least for round one, maybe uh, the second round too. Um, I think what's interesting here is Josh Allen can be a successful player in a choice in this format, in this competition. And Diggs could just be a guy like it, it could be a cook. It could be Kincaid. It could be Khalil Shakira. Like I just, I cannot trust Diggs at this point. To me, he's a fade for the bills. I could see Josh Allen. I know a lot of smart people have been saying Josh Allen is going to be right. their quarterback. I like Cook. I mean, we obviously like Kincaid here as well. I think that what this comes down to is who do you think gets to the AFC champ? Or I beg your pardon, who ends up getting to the Super Bowl from the AFC? If you believe in the Bills, who will get a home game against Patrick Mahomes if yeah. 
you know, it, it plays out that way, but they still will have to go to Baltimore and beat the Ravens if the Ravens are lucky enough or fortunate enough to get there. So if you believe the Bills, like this is the year, then I think you have to go Josh Allen. If you don't think the Bills are going to get it done, then I think this comes down to Cook or Kincaid. Yeah. So Josh Allen, the reason I have five Josh Allen lineups, you know, is between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson is my top play. The reason that I have a lot of Josh Allen lineups is that he has the highest ceiling of any player in the tournament, right? Mm -hmm. Because he plays an extra game. He hypothetically has the opportunity to play an extra game than Lamar Jackson, right? Like the, the it favors quarterbacks. He could, and because the Super Bowl counts as two, he could hypothetically have five games worth of points as a mobile quarterback in a format that's custom built for him where turnovers don't matter, right? Negative one doesn't, I don't care about negative one, not one bit. So Josh Allen's on the table, but again, we, let's go through and and hit some of these other games and we'll decide which way to go a quarterback. Because okay. the other thing is when you go through and look at some teams, I, I say to myself, okay. Uh, and again, I, let's go to what's next here. Uh, when we get to the Ravens game, I want to talk about the Ravens game. Oh, so the Ravens are in by. So the thing with the Ravens is uh, when I don't use Lamar Jackson, I have a difficult time deciding who I want to use. So we'll get to the 49ers. And actually, why don't we talk about the Ravens and 49ers right now, the teams on bye week. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the Ravens, if I don't use Lamar Jackson, I look at, I'm like, okay, Isaiah Likely, which who a player I love. But now there's this, this talk about maybe Mark Andrews plays. And then now all of a sudden, if Mark Andrews doesn't play the first week uh, after the bye, and then he does play, it ruins both players. Right? So like, it almost becomes like if we don't use Lamar Jackson, now we're using Save Flowers. Right? Well, that's or, that's the thing. It's like to me, um, the Mark Andrews thing. People look at it as clouding the what you do with Likely now. To me, it clears it up. You just stay away. Stay away, yeah. I, which is like, which is nice. There's so many good players. It's kind of nice to just be like, okay, not good. And and I think the thing too is um, that we have to understand. The Ravens don't play this week. This is an extra week for Andrews to get healthy, too. Like the, the reports that we could get on Mark Andrews and how close he is could be glowing um, when, when, at this point next week. And at this point next week, our lineups have already locked since, right. since Saturday. So, so to me, you stay away from this. Okay, um, Lamar Jackson, we were talking about um, – well, I mean, it's, it's up for debate how heavily owned he's going to be in this competition. Um, I, I know that um, – I bet him, but I bet on him being the top, the top owned at the. At I least. think it's me, him, or Josh Allen. I think one of those yeah. two guys will probably be the top uh, quarterback owned. Um, the the problem is, it's like if you don't take um, Jackson as your Raven, the only other option to me is Zay Flowers. I, I'm not going to do Bateman. I'm not going to do Beckham. I'm staying away from the backfield. No Dalvin Cook or any of that nonsense. Like I can't do that. And the tight end situation. Um, is cloudy enough for We're me to, to stay away. So to me, this is it's weird. Number one seed, you, like you look at the number one seed in the NFC, there's like 18,000 options you could go with there. But right. with the number one seed in the AFC, to me now it comes down to either Jackson or Flowers. That's it. Let's make this Lamar Jackson team and make our lives easy. Okay. Right? Let's make it easy on ourselves. All right, so we got, we're going to lock that in. On the 49ers side, this is the one that's the hardest one, right? Because yeah. now luckily we're taking Purdy off the table for ourselves, but we still have CMC. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle in a tight end premium format. I mean, I would not be shocked if either of those four guys was a top scoring position player for for the team. So let's, you know what? 
for the sake of time, because we got to get through this, I'm just going to mark – because the beautiful thing is because they use Kyle's use check, there's no other option. We're not going to use the kicker or defense on this particular team probably, right? So I'm just going to mark those four down for the 49ers for us, and then yep. when we get to the lineup making, we'll we'll handle that in the flex, right? Mm-hmm. We'll sit there yeah. and say, okay. Or, I mean, again, depending on what we use for running backs, we could – you know, it could it could sort itself out. We'll have to see. Uh, next matchup here. Now we're uh, into Sunday at four thirty. This is going to be the Packers at Cowboys game. This one has an over under of fifty and a half, but Cowboys touchdown favorites. So the implied point totals for the Cowboys going to be one the highest of the week. Uh, so we're going to have to have a Cowboy in there, and we're probably going to have to have one we like a lot. And then on the Packers side, we can. We can kind of do whatever we want. We could have one. We could not have one. We could kick her a defense. But on the Cowboys, I mean, we're not going to use Dak because we're going to use Lamar, which is nice. So, what are you thinking over there? What are you thinking, man? All right. What do you you want to do? Packers or Cowboys first? Here, let's do let's do Cowboys first. More fun. Cowboys first. All right. So now you want to talk about most owned player in the competition? To me, Ceedee Lamb is going to be right up there. Um, I don't. I know it's tight end premium. Ferguson is going to be a tough guy to trust. Pollard, I know, is is finally getting his sea legs back under him, or land legs, I guess, whatever it is, uh, yeah. under him uh, after that injury. I mean, he said this like a couple of weeks ago that he's just now feeling better. So I I think, and you can run on the Packers. I despite what they've done the last three weeks, you can run on the Packers. So Pollard is interesting to me. Um, Prescott, we can't. We're going to eliminate because we already have Lamar Jackson on this squad. I said this last night. I was talking with. Um, uh, Alex Court from Draft Sharks. I said, you know, I feel like I'll use this analogy. Do you ever see the movie? Um, uh, oh, what was the the Blake Lively shark movie? Right where she stuck out on um, like a like a uh, one of those buoys yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah, shark yeah, yeah. is like hunting her, like, and she does not want to leave that buoy, right? But she knows she has to at some point. But in that, in her head, she knows that it is suicide to leave that buoy. CD Lamb is that buoy for me. He's right the buoy. Yeah, like, I don't want to. You are going it. to have to take, do everything in your power to pull me off that buoy here and make a case for another cowboy other than Lamb. I know it. It could be silly because he's going to be so um, owned in this competition. But what do we say at the top of the show? Like some chalk is always required to win it's this competition. Hundred percent, dude. The team so, that won the two hundred last year was virtually chalk down the board. Yeah. Besides, besides the like. The, the, the most unique plays were Miami defense, which I think they just kind of plugged in because they were out of other teams, and Christian Kirk, which, I mean, Christian Kirk was arguably the best Jaguar option. But, like, when you look at the rest of his team, it was it was legit. Austin Eckler, who was the RB1, CMC, Saquon Barkley, Chase, Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey. Say, you know what I mean? It was like it was chalked down the board. So well, I, I think you're right. I think I think – it makes our lives easy to go lamb and, and you know, we're, we're different. We'll probably differentiate just enough elsewhere. So yeah. uh, I'm, I like lamb there. And then on the Packers side, I mean, there are, de- right. there are definitely players capable of, of a singular big game, which is what, what we want. Right. So, so here's the thing. And this is how I know I'm a Packers fan because, and I'm, I'm like a half hour from the stadium, like a Packers fan all my life. When I was preparing for other shows this week and putting out all the possibilities, I had like literally everyone listed. The only the only players I didn't list were Jordan Love and the defense. Like I have right, no interest right. in either one of them. But like everybody else, like Jones and Reed and Watson and Wicks and Wicks and and Kraft and, and Musgrave. Yeah. Like now and Dobbs too. Now what I think 
okay, so so let's frame it like this. I think we can eliminate Watson, number one, because we don't yeah. know how healthy he is. Number two, I don't think he's playing against the Cowboys, and you no. can't afford to take a zero. Um, Dobbs is another guy. He's practicing, but he he is not like that Nico Collins, Amari Cooper, like Christian Watson, you could even make the case, like game-changing player here, or like last year's Christian Kirk. So I think he's solid, but he's not what we're looking for here. Wicks, I think, is just uh, loves um, – looks to him but he looks to him in the end zone uh and and he's he's very inconsistent he's very good but he's very inconsistent as far off uh as how often he gets targets um because musgrave came back in week 18 let's apply the baltimore ravens theorem to the packers tight ends and eliminate craft and musgrave because we just don't know what's there so it comes down to jones reed i'm not playing the defense i can't play the kicker i've seen too many bad things from both those positions on the packers this year so it's jones or reed or a fade for me I think you can make the case for a fade. I think the Cowboys win this game, and quite frankly, I think they win it by double digits. So to me, if, if we want to fade the Packers, I'm good with that. Other, otherwise, if we're not fading the Packers, Aaron Jones has been an absolute Cowboys killer in his career. So if it's not a fade, it's got to be Aaron Jones. Yeah, uh, Chris Sellers and Britt Flynn, both Cowboys fans, both Fantasy Alarm family, were saying the same thing earlier this week, that the Cowboys fans know Aaron Jones kills them. Yeah. The Packers fans know it. So, yeah, he's definitely on the uh, he's on the radar. So, yeah, I, I put down Reed and Jones there uh, just for, you know, explosiveness. So we'll see what we got there. Uh, let's get to let's let's rapid fire through these next ones so we can make this team and give away that. I'm trying to we're trying to we have the uh, betting show coming up right after this. So uh, Rams, Lions on the Rams side, you can go Puka, Cup, Kyron. Right. I mean, yeah. that's that's the deal. So, I mean, not we don't really need to get too much into that unless uh, when we get to it, we'll decide if we want to be different or not. But Puka Cup, Kyron, and then on the Lions side, because of the Laporta issues, it's basically Amon Ross St. Brown or one of the running backs to try and get get a little different. But I don't know. I I might apply, apply the C.D. Lamb theorem to Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown here and just say, you know what, because there's a split backfield, because there's the knee with Laporta, Let's just make our lives easy, right, with Amon Ra. Cannot do Laporta and Gibson, Montgomery, who knows. Could be one yeah. of those guys, but he won't be on our roster. It's yeah. Amon Ra, St. Brown. Win or lose, like whatever the Lions are doing, St. Brown is going to have a big game. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's the thing with Gibbs and Monty. I put them in that uh, the 10% rule for me. I, t- I have 10 teams. I have a, I have a Gibbs. I think I have two Gibbs teams and one Monty team. Just, just to, to to have them in there. Uh, then we got the Monday night game: Eagles, Buccaneers, uh, plus three in favor of the uh, Eagles, and over under is forty three and a half. Very strange going ons with the Eagles, right? Jalen Hurts, you know, AJ Brown and Devon Smith both banged up. AJ Brown did not practice yesterday. You know, Dallas Goddard kind of boring. DeAndre Swift has not been catching passes. This is full PPR. Oh, and Honestly, he's banged up too. That's he's the other banged thing. up too. So I don't yeah. know on the Eagles side. <laughs> I, I've in a few of my lineups here, like I felt the need to play some AJ Brown, but honestly, uh, I've got a lot of actually uh, defense and kicker from the Eagles team. I could definitely see that. Um, the the Eagles seem to be a team that is, um, you know, not the opposite of peaking right now, whatever right. that is. Like yeah. they're they're hitting a low right they're now. They're in the va- they're in the valley. I, they're in the Valley and and I can't trust either of the receivers. You're right. Goddard is kind of boring. I think you could throw him in as a potential play because he is getting targets. Um, the kicker or defense thing is in play. I kind of actually like Tampa in this game. Um, right, me too. And, that's, and I it, think that's, that's where we get different and say, okay, you know what? We just fade the Eagles and, and ride it, ride a uh, book, you know? Yeah, I, I could be, I, here's the thing. 
let's do this. Let's either do um, kicker, defense, or fade for Philly and, and yeah. stay away from everybody else. I love that. Okay, perfect. And then on the Buck side, I mean, the chalk is Mike Evans, but Rashad White's been good. And Chris Godwin, now that he's healthy, proves that he's capable of, of big games. I mean, to me, you play a Chris Godwin if you think the Bucks are going to lose and you try and pull a sneaky, right? <laughs> if you think that the Eagles win, then you would say, okay, you know what? All I need Chris Godwin to do is outscore Mike Evans and Rashad White for one game. And then now I automatically finish ahead of everybody that started Mike Evans, right? But if you think the team wins, I would say over the course of one, two, three games, Mike Evans and Rashad White are probably going to outscore Chris Godwin. Does that sound like decent game? Yes. It, uh, it, it's, and, and I think the other thing we need to bring up, and um, when I was talking about this last night, Alex Kors said this to me. He's like, who represents the 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 lowest floor of these three players? And I would say Evans is probably the highest ceiling. He's probably also the lowest floor. Like we've seen him do have games like this where he just, you know, puts up a two for 10 or something like that. Whereas Godwin and Rashad White are so involved in, in the game plan. Again, maybe not to the degree of, of putting up explosive plays like Evans. Um, but I think Godwin is kind of an interesting guy here, especially if the Buck, again, win or lose, Godwin's going to be involved in the game plan. Um, and the Eagles rush defense, I know it's not what it was at the start of the season. It's still pretty good. Isn't it correct? Right. Yeah, 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 it is. So, so, and then I think Godwin might be the play here for Tampa. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean that, that that's the thing is a Godwin, a play like that is enough to like, to put in perspective, chalk does do well in these contests. Mm -hmm. Like you could win this contest playing literally just the chalk plays and then starting a Godwin. And then starting maybe a kicker that other people aren't starting. Like that, sometimes it works out like that. Uh, so let's get in. Why don't we get in and actually make the lineup here? I've I've been keeping tabs on all the players we've been talking about. So let's jump in again. If you want to get set up with this, two things right now. We're going to give away a two hundred dollar entry to a fantasy alarm member at the end of the show coming up very soon. And also, if you go and use promo code Coop C O O P at my FFPC, they'll give you $25 when you deposit $35 or more, right? So what I would do is deposit 45 bucks. They'll give you 25. Now you have two $35 entries, or if you want to get in the $200 one, you know, deposit a little bit more. So go check that out now. Promo code coop at my FFPC. And here's our lineup based on what we're going through here. So, uh, right off the bat, we said, we're going to use Lamar Jackson. So makes it easy. Get him in there. Right. Uh, and again, we got to go quick on this because we got to jump out uh, by two o'clock because we have the uh, betting show, the fantasy line betting show with Dan Servadidio and Howard Bender coming up right after this. So stay tuned on the channel. Uh, but yeah, Lamar Jackson, we're going in. And then after that, we've got, uh, we wanted to use A-Chan, right? So we'll yep. put him right in. That's mm -hmm. our dolphin. Boom. And that's also a running back. We're not going to have a ton of running backs, so that's good to have. Uh, with the, here we go. So with the Browns, we want to have a Brown. It's Cooper, Amari Cooper, David and Joku, uh, Browns defense or kicker. I kind of like Njoku to be honest. Okay. If you let, I was going to, I was going to say like, look, look, who's hosting the show. Let's go with Amari Cooper here. But if you like uh, actually, you know what? Let's no, go with the Cooper narrative. Okay. All right. I feel Maybe like we should go Cooper, Amari Cooper and Cooper cup, the old coop team. Oh, double, we double definitely coop team. do that. That's interesting. We could yeah, do it. It's very on brand. Let's it's let's very... let's see how that. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you want to put Cooper Cup in there now? 
let's put it in and see how it looks. Yeah. Okay. I, now, that, now we're getting crazy. I love this. this That'd is be so great crazy. though if we do the, the double coop squad, dude. Right? Why not? There's no Bachmans out there. What the heck? No, there's done. No Eric's either, man. This no. what's your middle name, Eric? Johnson. There, I don't know if we got any Johnson. Oh, we're not using Deontay Johnson. Yeah. Do we do we put Deontay Johnson? No, in? no, Just... that's not let's listen. <laughs> Joining back on planet Earth. There's Imagine there's- if the lineup, though. Imagine if the lineup ends up being that. If we had just gone with our <laughs> our gut with our names. Uh, so yeah, okay. Uh, so we got we got those in there. Let's go with uh, let's get Amon Ross St. Brown in there, yep. right? Because we yep. said we're going to use him. Yep. Uh, we said we kind of settled on Godwin. I felt like right. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, um, and we said a CD Lamb. CD so, Lamb, yeah. Let's get him in there. Yeah. So and we can now that we have Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper in there and A Chain, honestly, we can we can go fairly chalky with the other spots. Uh, we need a running back in this lineup, and the running backs that we discussed that are that are available are uh, we could use Pacheco because we don't have a Chief. Right. We could use James Cook because we don't have a Bill, or we could use Aaron Jones. Or super chalky, Christian McCaffrey. Ah, uh, we got to use Christian McCaffrey. That's right. All so right. we're gonna get yeah. Christian McCaffrey in there, uh, Christian McCaffrey. But now with the last spot, we're gonna have to fade. We're gonna have to fade. We have to have a Buffalo Bill in there. So we got to go with a Bill right now with our last flex spot, which means we're gonna have to go with Dalton Kincaid yep. or James Cook. No, it's Kincaid. I think I, we're doing. Listen, we're doing two Coopers. We're definitely going to have the tight end Westbrook having an extra tight end on here. So it's Dalton Kincaid. Okay, and then do we go two tight end set with Travis Kelsey? Um, we can go Kincaid. Kincaid's in that spot, so we could go Pacheco. But no, let's do Pacheco. Let's do okay. Pacheco. Let's put Pacheco in there. Let's let's get nuts here. I like this. All right, let's go, dude. No Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's been kind of faded for the last, you know, month or so. So it's not crazy. Uh, so that leaves us with kicker and defense. The options available, let's do defense first because that's most important, I feel. Okay. Houston Texans, Pittsburgh Steelers, which we discussed the benefits of. Green Bay Packers, uh, that's a, kind of a tough one. Top no, and five points. Not the Packers. Not yeah. those or, the, or the Eagles, which we also discussed. So, you know, Houston, Pitt, or Eagles, all viable, man. I kind of lean towards the Texans or Steelers here. What do you think? Texans or Steelers. Let's let's go Steelers. Steelers? Okay. Yeah, because we're going Kincaid. Um, We're going Kincaid, yeah. So you could have a good Kincaid game without a big blow-up game. Mm -hmm. All right, and then we need a kicker, which it's going to be Jake Elliott. It's going to be Kiami Fairbairn, who's been very good. Uh, or Andrews Carlson, and we said we're not doing Carlson. No, not Carlson. Um, yeah, Fairbairn or um, mm. that for that Steelers pick. That game does have the lowest over under of any game. So, yeah, I, I like that. I like the Steelers defense here. Um, so Fairbairn or Jake Elliott is what it comes down to. Um, yeah, I think I I, I I'm do you okay. If you're going to ask me, I lean towards Fairbairn, but I could definitely be persuaded to Jake Elliott because I think about all those A.J. Brown. DeAndre Swift, we didn't talk about him too. People could be going with Swift. People could be calling, going with Brown or, or I like Smith. Or, I like Fairbairn. I, historically, I've looked at teams that go forward on fourth down a lot, mm-hmm. and that's a terrible. That's bad for the kicker. I mean, actually, right. when, when I say I look at it, I say that Linda at Lindellians on Twitter 
has looked at it and told me about it. So you okay. don't want the Brandon Staley's of the world, and you don't want a team that is automatic on fourth and one, right? Because right. you want the team to say, okay, let's kick it here. They ain't kicking it. They're doing the tush push, right? So forget that. Let's go with Fairbairn. So that's the lineup here, folks. We're fading Philly completely. Uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback, Christian McCaffrey, Devon Achan, Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Isaiah Pacheco, Chris Godwin, CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, Dalton Kincaid, Kaimi Fairbairn, Pittsburgh defense. And I'll tell you right now, those are all megastars and our lineup is unique, right? There's just right. enough difference there that we can fill a lineup with stars and then and that's then you can do it to yourself. So go to ffpc.com, myffpc.com, use promo code COOP. They'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. Big Marty, I don't care if the Philly bros are triggered or not. We're trying to make that money, baby. So this is the Coop to Loop Dalton Kincaid lineup here. And guess what, folks? Now is the time that you've been waiting for. We are giving away a $200 entry into this contest where you can win half a million dollars uh, right now. I'm going to have our marketing guy, Edward Rouse, pull it. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching over to him right now. Uh, so anybody that got in there during the show, you are in. It's being pulled. Uh, can I get a drum roll, Eric? <laughs> Worst drum roll ever. I don't know. <laughs> I like it, dude. That was like a drum solo, dude. You I, was, I was trying that. to do like, uh, what's uh, Beverly D'Angelo from uh, the Christmas Vacation? I love it, dude. I love it. So, hey, the winner is in. Shout out Fantasy Alarm. Make sure this is to reward the all pro members. So there's only members of Fantasy Alarm in it. Shout out to Keith Duck, the Steeler Maniac, you have won a $200 entry into the FFPC contest where you can win half a million dollars and there are $1.4 million in prizes. So you don't have to win the top one to get that money. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you all the Fantasy Alarm members. Eric, thank you so much for helping me win a bunch of money, even if you can't win, right? You know what? If I win, uh, what we'll do is we'll send you a little edible arrangement or whatever's under, <laughs> whatever's yeah. uh, you know under the tax benefit there. Uh, and thank you guys for joining the show, all you guys, Jack Senzin, Anthony, Myani Coop in the house. Uh, Anthony, have fun at the game this week. Says he's going to the uh, Lions Rams game. Make sure you're rooting for Amon Ross St. Brown and Cooper Cup in that one. Shout out to Air Jordan representing the Twitch gang. Our friends over on Twitch, our friends on YouTube. Thank you, everybody. And if you're hanging out here, you might as well stay tuned on the channel. Coming up next, Howard Bender. Dan Servadidio breaking down the uh, bets this week for a huge week of sports betting. One of the biggest ones. I mean, it's it's playoff time, baby. Get fired up. So thank you, guys. And thank you to the Prince, uh, Sean Engel, uh, son of the king, uh, behind the glass today helping us out. So thank you, everybody. And uh, Eric, if you want to give one quick shout out before we go, let everybody know where they can find you, what you got going on. Yeah, myffpc.com is where you want to register for this. You can always follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman at FFPC. We're actually interviewing on uh, my high stakes fantasy football hour show tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Brendan uh, Gobert, who won the million dollars in the Fantasy Pros Championship this year. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And we'll probably, I'll probably be adding another playoff challenge lineup live on the air with him tonight. Awesome. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Awesome. Thank you guys. We are out of here. Good luck.